So I thought it would take just a few minutes today to do a quick follow-up on a video that uh, we posted yesterday uh, regarding um, a question about The Chosen. What did I think about The Chosen uh, series? Uh, which, you know, if any of you watch the show, you know it's going into its third season. I think the opening uh, episode or two, if I understood correctly, I think was shown in the movie theaters um, to kind of kick off season three. The show's wildly popular. It's quite a phenomenon. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and so anyway, so a question came up, what did I think about it? And I mentioned in the last post that other than seeing, uh, at I think I, maybe an entire episode of like one episode early on in the first season, other than that, I really haven't watched the show at all. Uh, so I haven't followed it. I haven't followed any of the stories around it or any of that kind of thing. I'm aware of some of the controversy uh, around it, but that said, um, you know, I posted yesterday basically just really trying to emphasize, I'd like to reemphasize again right now, just the importance of making sure that we don't build our understanding of uh, Jesus or the characters in scripture, the disciples uh, in this particular case, uh, or any of the peripheral characters, uh, you know, in, in the gospel narrative that are being portrayed on the screen, uh, to ever build our understanding of that based on um, a screenwriter's portrayal or description of. Again, I'm unfamiliar with the show, and so I, I wasn't sure, uh, other than maybe Matthew being portrayed as being on the autism spectrum, I really wasn't familiar with any of the other uh, ways that any of the characters were being portrayed. And so, but I did, since yesterday, a couple of folks commented and mentioned uh, about, you know, like Mary Magdalene being portrayed as an alcoholic and this kind of thing, um, which the scriptures don't ever say. And so it just, you know, it, it struck me, maybe I need to look into just a little bit more of some of the controversy around it. Uh, understand a little bit more of what's going on behind it, uh, in part because it is quite a phenomenon, and uh, and uh, people are very influenced uh, by what they see in media in general, and certainly that's likely no less true when it comes to a, a TV show about Jesus. And so, um, so I did. I took a look into uh, some of the things that um, you know the creator of the show, um, uh, what is it, Dal uh, Dallas Jenkins, Jerry Jenkins' son. Um, and then also the lead actor, the one who plays Jesus, Jonathan uh, uh, Romy, Rumi, uh, Rumi. And so I just kind of took some time and thought, okay, well, I'll maybe just educate myself a little bit more on the show and, and that. Now, I would say that I, I essentially uh, would, would underlie this brief post with the same basic premise that I just reiterated. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, whether it's, uh, an extremely accurate portrayal, or whether it's a less extremely accurate portrayal, you never want to get your, uh, you never want to develop your picture of who Jesus is, or the, or the disciples, or anyone else really. Uh, and that, this would probably be true for any real life person who is portrayed in some kind of a media film or TV or something later. You never want to assume that what you're seeing on the screen is uh, is even necessarily a um, uh, a fair portrayal. It's, it's, it's hard to really say. You just cannot go in assuming that. And certainly when it comes to Christ, you don't ever want to, uh, as some people do, and I, I think I mentioned yesterday, I know other people uh, have said this, um, you never want to, you know, when you're thinking of Jesus, um, you know, picture the actor who plays Jesus, whether it's the guy in The Chosen or whether it's any of the other portrayals, uh, you know, that have ever been put forth. You never want to allow yourself to think 
oh, that's what Jesus looks like. Um, one particular pastor and his wife were interviewing Dallas uh, Jenkins and and uh, the wife had mentioned how she found herself so thankful that um, that the actor who plays Jesus in The Chosen just gave her sort of a visual, uh, something to imagine what Jesus looked like and he had very kind eyes and, and that kind of thing. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. You're, you're actually imagining Jesus looks like this actor. Like, don't, don't ever do that. It's, uh, it's, it's not kind of like idolatry. It, it actually is putting an idol on the same, potentially the same level as the calf in Egypt. You know, when, or when uh, the Israelites came out of Egypt, they, Aaron builds this idol and says, you know, behold, this is your God. You know, was it, was he leading them to worship a different God than, than Yahweh? Or was he trying to give them a visual image of Yahweh? You know, the jury's out on that. Um, so, you know, anytime we begin to uh, try to imagine what Jesus looks like and, and sort of put an actor in that place, we're, we're essentially moving into a, a, you know, maybe even a light version of idolatry in some ways. You know, they, you know, people who are aware of idolatry would say they're not performing idolatry by doing this, but I think it's kind of inescapable in a way, and I think we need to be aware of that. Well, um, so having looked a little bit more into it, this already is probably longer than I was planning on doing, but anyway, so looking into it, um, I did find, uh, you know, that, um, and this won't be a surprise to any of you who've been looking into it, but again, having not really been familiar with the show, uh, I'm more familiar now with some of the underpinnings and some of the, the, um, the worldviews of, uh, of, of the producers and, and the actors. Uh, you know, I've, I heard some of the Mormon controversy, uh, that was early associated with it, or from early times was associated with it. Although I have to admit, I thought it was basically just because of the, uh, having more to do with some of the areas that the sets were being put in were, uh, you know, they were working with Mormons on some of these locations and that kind of thing. But um, to actually hear Dallas Jenkins talk about Mormons as being brothers and sisters in Christ um, and having, you know, sort of a, an embracing of, of Latter-day Saints as part of the legitimate Christian church uh, was more than a little disturbing, to be honest with you. Uh, that's, uh, uh, I, I had not heard that, that he'd gone that far, or that that was part of any of this controversy. So to hear that, as I was kind of researching some of these things, um, that, was, that was very disturbing. Um, and, and in connection with that, similarly, uh, the actor, the main actor, the, uh, Jonathan Rumi, uh, is a very, so, apparently very solid practicing uh, Roman Catholic who actually made claims of, of being knighted uh, uh, in the, uh, the Knights Templar and this kind of thing. And so, now, again, I'm, I'm not an expert on this, and but I, but I, I heard them say that from their own mouths, uh, these, these things I just mentioned. And so, you know, now let me just, you know, play a just throw a, throw a thing in here just to kind of, I'm not sure I want to phrase that, but let me just throw a suggestion out here, and that is that we generally consume media, whether it's movies, television, news, articles we read, um, everything that we take in that, that is in, on any level media is very frequently produced. Matter of fact, 99% of the time is produced by those who have a wildly different worldview than we do, a wildly different belief system than we do. And so to say I can't watch something or listen to something unless the person that 
uh, is producing it walks in lockstep with my belief system is something that none of us actually practice. Uh, I mean, you, unless you avoid media entirely, including this podcast, um, you know, you're really not being consistent with that if you say that you're only watching, you know, stuff that people are 100% lockstep in your belief system. Uh, and I don't say that to shine anybody on. I say that because it's just a practical reality in humanity. It's just the way it is. And so, you know, we, we, we buy things at stores that support things we don't believe in. We, you know, uh, it's just, it's, it's an inescapable part of life. And so I'm not in any way saying that, um, that, uh, you know, if I single out the chosen and, and say it's okay to watch or not okay to watch, that somehow that is different than a lot, not all, but a lot of the other media that we take in. It is a media production about a real life person uh, hopefully made by somebody who has legitimate beliefs in the person they're portraying, of course, speaking of Christ and then the disciples and stuff. But if they don't, it, it, it shouldn't surprise us that it's just another media release that in some ways, and in this particular case in some very stark ways, uh, is associated with those that hold wildly divergent beliefs from the legitimate Christian faith. So should you watch it or not? Again, I'll leave that up to your personal convictions. But to dovetail on what I was saying yesterday, um, we should always, as Christians, be far more biblically astute than, frankly, we often are when it comes to the kinds of things we take in. Uh, uh, and so in this regard, I would say make sure that if you are going to watch this show or any portrayal of Christ and the, the gospel narrative or any biblical story, that you are keenly aware of the mindset and worldview of those who produce it. Um, if uh, uh, you know if, one, if if any of the those in the production team or have any influence on the uh, on the input toward the show are Mormons, that's probably going to find its way in some way into the into the production and may have already. I don't know. Again, I've not watched the show. Uh, if the lead actor is a Catholic and there are Catholics involved in the show, that's probably going to find some way into the gospel message that is portrayed on that show. Catholic Church has a different and even a false gospel compared to the biblical gospel, and so therefore you got to be careful about that and how that's portrayed. This becomes important when you start recommending shows to people. Um, if, if I ever see anything that I recommend to somebody, I, I try to remember to be very uh, consistent about laying out a caveat. Okay, well, yeah, I saw this thing, and, and, and here's what it said, and it was interesting for this reason, but you need to understand that, whatever, you know, fill in the blank, whatever the issue might be. Um, and so I think we want to be very careful about the kinds of things we recommend and how full-throated of an endorsement we give of them when the potential um, underpinnings of that, uh, of that product is potentially being influenced by people with significantly different belief systems than the one held by the one they're portraying in this case. That's not too strong to say. The gospel of Christ is clearly expressed in scripture, but it is uh, distorted by the Catholics and it is completely dismissed by the Mormons. And so uh, to, uh, and it's at least blurred by the Catholics, if not outright dismissed, but uh, it's hard to say it's not dismissed when you consider the anathemas put on those who believe in the gospel of salvation by faith, by grace through faith alone. That's Catholic Church as an institution has spoken very strongly against that belief and for all of their explanations of what they mean by that they basically amounts to that so um, so when when 
when the producer of the show claims to be a born-again Protestant believer, and I watched some interviews or some footage of him meeting with the Pope and meeting with uh, folks that were Mormons, and the warm embrace that he sort of gave um, to them uh, was kind of frightening in regard to his position in putting forth a product that has become a, a cultural phenomenon. So, that being said, um, I guess I'll close with this this warning in that regard. Uh, you know, Paul warned Timothy about uh, how there would be those who would succumb to doctrines of demons in the last days. Now, most of us probably, uh, well, as, as a Bible teacher, I, I think about this a lot, obviously, but by and large, a lot of folks don't necessarily think about demons having doctrines. They think about demons as just causing trouble and trying to mislead people and, and just in sort of a generic kind of way. But the word doctrine means teaching. It means demons have teachings, which means they have a game plan on how to deceive people and mislead people. And it is, uh, it is of course, in my mind at least, of course, a crowning jewel of accomplishment when you can use the gospel story itself to potentially mislead people. Now again, I have not watched the show. Let me reiterate that yet again. I have not watched the show. So if the gospel has been portrayed in that show, I'm not aware of how it's been portrayed because I've not seen it. But I would suggest that if you clearly understand that the gospel is by grace alone, sola gratia. It's, it's not, uh, it is not by any works, lest anyone boast. It is the gift of God. Salvation, the grace of God, this is entirely of Him. Uh, we see this in 2 Corinthians 5. Uh, this is all of Him. Uh, and so, and we're ambassadors of that message. So, if uh, Dallas Jenkins is an ambassador of that message, then he's dancing very, very closely by, I mean, clearly, by definition, dancing very closely holding hands with those who don't know the gospel uh, as, as having some part in the production of this show. Again, to what degree they're a part of it, I don't know. And I'm not, uh, you know, what influence they have, I can't say or measure for sure because I've not seen the output. Um, but whether or not you've seen it, whether or not I've seen it, uh, this is a, a fair and understandable perspective biblically to take is to recognize that Satan can use matter of fact, if you remember, Satan himself tried to tempt Jesus and he used scripture to do it. So don't think for a second that he can't use a Christian-ish based, rooted TV show or movie to do the same thing. And so we want to be very, very aware of that. Once again, I'll return to that which I said yesterday. When it comes to your view of Jesus, the scripture is your only verifiable source of understanding of the person, nature, character, uh, deity, and humanity of the unique person of Christ who is both God and man, something which, by the way, the Mormons don't believe. Uh, they don't believe in the incarnational theology that the Christian church does. And so, um, so if you're going to watch the show, your understanding of Christ cannot be based on what a TV show puts forth. It has to be based and measured by what the scriptures say. And where the scriptures are silent, you ought not fill in the blanks in your mind imagining what Jesus is or is like based on someone else's ideas. And so let me just encourage you once again very strongly in that regard that if you do watch the show, um, and 
you know, by now you can tell I'm probably not going to start watching the show. Um, I think I mentioned that yesterday anyway. It's just I, I don't watch a lot of TV to begin with. And so um, to watch a show about Jesus or anything like that, I generally don't because, you know, I, I just would prefer to just let the scriptures really fill in all the blanks that God has decided to fill in uh, and then just leave the rest um, to my understanding that my thoughts on those blanks are subjective and I'm not going to necessarily spend much time on them. I'm going to rather instead spend time on what God has in fact said. So, but if you choose to watch the show, just please carry with you that caveat that you never want to allow the show to affect your sense of who Jesus is, what he's like, and certainly not to allow it in any way to distort the gospel, but rather instead let the scriptures tell you what the gospel is, what theology uh, is all about, what sound theology looks and sounds like. Um, and, uh, and you just have to be careful with that. You have to, uh, matter of fact, this admonition Paul gave to Timothy, when he said to give himself over to the doctrine, to the study, in other words, to get your nose in the scriptures and spend your time studying that and getting to know that, and in doing so, you will protect or save both you and your hearers. The idea there is that is saving them of false from false doctrine, error, misleading theology, uh, worldly philosophies, and all of that kind of thing. Again, we quoted 1 Corinthians 4, 6 yesterday and talking about not going beyond what is written. Uh, and the idea there of not allowing the philosophies or worldviews of those outside to influence what is true, but rather instead to stand on that which is true, as was delivered by the hands of the apostles and prophets. And so you want to make sure that, uh, again, that... that, that underpinning is there when you take on any kind of media um, description of, of the person of Christ or the portrayal of the gospel and that kind of thing. So, uh, thanks again for watching and listening. Uh, hopefully this, this um, is helpful, you know, um, but uh, if you have any other thoughts or questions or comments, and thank you for the thoughts and questions, comments, and encouragements uh, in the last video as well, and I always appreciate all of those things. And uh, if you have any of your own you'd like to share, you can do so by emailing me at info at calvarychapelfranklin.com or you can comment on our YouTube channel. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and I appreciate that. So the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you and give you peace forever. And Father, we do ask that you would make us biblically discerning, that we would not simply base our, 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 our views of things on, um, on how we feel or what we think about um, you know, what Jesus might be like or any of that kind of stuff, but rather instead to apply ourselves to knowing him and really knowing your word in its entirety, uh, knowing him through that, uh, that we might not be misled, that we might not develop and cultivate views and, and understandings of the person of Christ that are not based in reality, but rather are based on a screenplay or something like that. Instead, help us to, uh, to stand on truth. And as Jesus himself said, your word is truth. And so... Therefore, we would seek, as Jesus prayed to you and asked, that we would be set apart by that very truth. And so, thank you, Lord. We love you, we praise you, we bless you for all that you have given us in, in your revelation, that we might come to know you, and ultimately through it, that we truly might come to know you, that we would come to know you and know you well, that you would be less and less a stranger every day as we spend time pouring over your revelation, your word. Thank you, Lord. We love you and praise you for all these things, and we ask this in Jesus' name.